Hi, this is Josh Hackbarth of Warner Brothers Discovery. And Shannon Kelly of Nifties. And we're creating Game of Thrones Build Your Realm, an immersive project created to build upon the franchise that everyone loves. We're here on the Edge of NFT, the immersive podcast through which the best projects in the iconic world of NFTs are brought to you. Keep listening. Hey there, NFT curious listeners. Stay tuned for today's episode to learn that winter is coming, how the upcoming Game of Thrones NFT drop is bringing big value for diehard fans. Plus, why one of today's guests may be the Smothers Brothers' biggest OG fan, and how today's episode takes you one step closer to owning your own planet. All this and more on today's episode. And don't forget, we put together a gathering called NFTLA just a few months back that brought out thousands of the world's most innovative doers in the NFT space. Head to nftla.live to get tickets to our newer bolder, better, but also just as intimate and impactful event happening in Los Angeles, March 20th to the 23rd, 2023. We'll see you there. Welcome to the Edge of NFT with your hosts, Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger, the podcast that brings you the top 1% of NFTs today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts and the business side, and also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. Today's episode features two special guests, Josh Hackbarth, head of NFT commercial development at Warner Brothers Discovery, and Shannon Kelly, Chief Commercial Officer at Nifties. Let's hear a little bit about each of them. Josh is responsible for overseeing the development and operation of all aspects of Warner Brothers NFT business, from pitches and potential partnerships to campaign activations, to driving new initiatives in partnership with Warner Brothers Consumer Products, DC, Home Entertainment, Warner Brothers Animation, Warner Brothers Television, and Warner Brothers Pictures. In addition to heading up the studio NFT efforts, Josh led the company's first NFT efforts with Space Jam, a new legacy, DC Fandom, and The Matrix Resurrections, with initial drops of each being met with overwhelming demand, highlighting the success that NFTs bring. Josh has built his experience across entertainment, retail, and technology with leadership positions at DreamWorks Animation, Amazon GE, and 3M. Let's hear a little bit about Shannon. Shannon, Nifty's first hire, leads business development and the distinctive white glove service that guides creators through the optimization of their efforts. Nifty's is a platform that makes it easy for brands and creators to launch and manage NFT-powered communities, keeping their fans engaged while driving their business interests across their ecosystems. As a trailblazer with over 15 years of experience, Shannon has created a career heavily focused on diversity and inclusion, creating opportunities for women in technology to thrive and be seen. As advertising director of Vice, the world's leading youth media brand, she led partnerships and also created and launched Vice's Women's Interest Channel broadly, one of the first platforms dedicated to covering diverse stories of gender and race. Shannon. Josh, welcome to Edge of NFT. It's great to have you here. Hey, everybody. Hi. Nice to be here. Thanks for having us. Pleasure. Yeah. Stoked to be here. Thanks, you guys. Yeah. And I guess right on the eve of a big Game of Thrones conference in the <laughs> same place where we all got together for mm -hmm. NFTLA, right? Mm-hmm. 
That's right. Yeah, that's where I think we all first met back last mm -hmm. uh, last March or April. And Game of Thrones, could you guys clarify, what does that mean? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, might get into it a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, actually, for those of you that aren't named Josh, Josh and I see each other almost daily in Josh Dow. A lot of GMs going back and forth. And we just recently both found out there's three other Josh Dows. So there may be a merger forthcoming. And hopefully all the Joshes come together at the next NFTLA. But alas, let's talk about Warner Brothers because <laughs> you guys are just continuing to be longstanding titans in the entertainment space. Like I just learned, founded over 100 years ago. That's incredible. And That's right. It's such a bold and exciting journey that you guys have segued into the world of Web3 and NFTs. And we just would love to sort of understand over the course of the journey so far, what does this innovation process look like for you guys from the inside? Yeah, 100 years for sure. So we're celebrating our 100th year anniversary all throughout 2023, which is super exciting. We'll be digging into Game of Thrones today, which is, of course, uh, part of HBO, which just celebrated its 50th year. So We've been around for a bit. And yeah, it's the thing that keeps me going is that innovation engine keeps firing. And it's been great. So, you know, when we started to look at the Web3 space, I mean, wasn't even really being called Web3. It was more just kind of watching what was happening in the market with NFTs and where fans were flocking. We started to look at it at just kind of another way to delight our fans and tell new stories. We didn't really know what we were going, how we were going to approach it. <laughs> And I think every month the tech offers more and more that we can play with. But we approached it both traditionally and untraditionally, if that makes sense, meaning that it's an avenue where we were seeing fans go down and we wanted to delight them there. But untraditionally is it offers up things that we hadn't really had to deal with before, like decentralized ownership and the ability to bring the fan into a storytelling process in a completely new way. And so it's allowed us to kind of flip things upside down internally as well. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And it's just been impressive, to say the least, how you guys have sort of extended your brand to this new realm and, and created so much interesting content and, and sort of weave together these different stories in a different way. Yeah. And it's also important to recognize this, the kind of trailblazing aspect. And I think I'm sure Warner Brothers as an organization, but also you, Josh, of just sort of being willing to try new things and get into a new, a new territory, there's a lot to be said for that kind of trailblazing, right? And willingness to take a bit of risk and try something new. You guys launched digital collectibles, though successfully, like DC characters, Looney Tunes, Matrix avatars, as I mentioned, DC comic books, Game of Thrones. What do you think is the source of that inspiration to keep pushing onwards and bringing these franchises into the new territory of Web3? Yeah, I mean, we've definitely been focusing on our biggest and most iconic franchises that have the big fan bases because we know there's appetite there to try new things. And for something like Looney Tunes or Space Jam, like I remember Shannon and I riffing on that. My gosh, what was it? Almost two years ago now, a year and a half mm -hmm. ago. And we've tried a lot of different approaches. We were approaching it as kind of an extension of a theatrical marketing campaign. And then it evolved into more just kind of a digital collectibles, kind of collect them all. And then as we'll get into with Game of Thrones, I don't even know how you would define what we're going to be doing. It's, mm. it's just very, very different. We just keep pushing it. So I think it's just we're following the fan feedback obsessively. I mean, you know, we're in the discords, we're on Twitter, we're like we're really seeing what's resonating, not just with our programs, but just around the industry and see how we can come push the envelope in the space. Yeah, for sure. I mean, 
We were just at Art Basel, you know, speaking with folks, doing auctions at Christie's with Pace Gallery as well. So the thing I want to highlight here from what you said is you don't even know what you're doing, right? Or you don't even know how to explain it. And I think that, right. I mean, (laughs) that's great. And I think that's why me, Jeff and Josh are really excited about the space. So the folks that I was talking to from Pace, the projects that they've been working with, they had been doing these things back before NFTs Mm -hmm. became a part of the mainstream and they were doing things that were groundbreaking, like NFTs that can change over time or based on like what's going on in the wallet of the holder of the NFTs. And I think this is something that is really going over a lot of people's head when they just kind of think about the sort of hyped aspect of, you know, oh, am I supposed to get this NFT? It's going to go up in value, stuff like that. It's like, what's really exciting to the folks that are keeping being in the space is there's so much potential to explore here. And I really love that. That's what you're bringing to the table, right? It's great if we don't know exactly what we're doing. That's what it's meant to be. Yeah. I would be embarrassed to say if I did know what we were doing, because I think the tech is going so fast. Now, that said, we have a general idea. No, listen, you have no idea what you're doing. That's going on the but when we release the podcast. It'll say that. Yeah, exactly. no. That's his LinkedIn <laughs> bio. Josh Hackbarth. No idea what I'm doing. No idea what I'm doing. There's some kind of great <laughs> meme in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think we're all kind of circling around is the exciting part about this space is we are all in it together. Like we're all yeah. building on each other. And it's very different than our traditional businesses where it's like, it's much more almost of a competitive nature. I think this is more of a community nature, even amongst our competitors, right? Okay. Like trying to elevate the technology and seeing where it's going to go. And that's where we partner with Nifties as an example, because fortunately they do know what they're doing in the nice. space. <laughs> and good so one, it's been good a good, been good collab. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about that. I mean, this is it. This is the thing we're here to discuss, right? So you got this like, you killer collaboration, right? Between Warner Brothers Discovery and Nifties through the Game of Thrones, Build Your Realm. How the heck did this epic project come together? Oh, I think that's just me annoying annoying Josh (laughs) for months and months and months, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Every day be like, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones. What do you think? What do you think? Mm. No, I mean, we've had an amazing partnership so far. You guys mentioned off the bat, Space Jam and The Matrix, and those were our first two projects that we did where our launch project was actually Space Jam, A New Legacy with Warner Brothers. We expanded that to The Matrix, Looney Tunes, and now Game of Thrones. It just seemed like the next logical step for thinking about what are the big iconic franchises and who have mass global audience. It doesn't really get much bigger than Game of Thrones. What is it like eight and 10 people globally recognize the Game of Thrones franchise or something ridiculous like that? It's just a world-renowned and fans are crazy for it. So it made a lot of sense to move into this. Now, I can't really remember how the whole, uh, what we've actually created came together because (laughs) I mean, it's been a process. And I think going back to that point about taking more traditional media and doing it in Web3, that's part of it. I think traditional consumer products, you have what, like two year lead times, Josh, where you have what you have baked, ready to go. And then it's a year and a half before you get it, but you have to be done. Whereas with NFTs and big programs on the blockchain, we can be a little bit more fluid and flexible and decide, hey, based on that, all that feedback that we get directly from the audience, like this might not work this time, or we should add on this, or we should change this. And the technology is so moving so quickly as well that we're able to create sort of new activities and ways for people to engage. So it was an evolving process for sure. That was my long-winded way of saying that. And then on the Warner Brothers side, I mean, Game of Thrones was on our list from the very beginning on how, because mm-hmm. we knew we have this really active fan base and we had an amazing new 
series coming out this past summer, mm-hmm. House of the Dragon. But we didn't want to do yet another PFP mm-hmm. project or yet another NFT program. And so we were very selective in how we wanted to bring this to market. And to mm-hmm. Shannon's point, she was very persistent on that. <laughs> but but really, really, when you'll see as we start to talk about it a little bit is it's a really special approach that we wanted to take with this one. And it was like a giant six-month game of yes and is nifties would bring up an idea and we'd be like great and let's do that and let's do that mm-hmm. and every time one of us yes handed the other person just like had a very stressful moment because they knew yeah. it, was, it was the right thing to do but it's a lot of work yeah that reminds me of like one of my first improv classes that that was an exercise i had to do for a whole week to say yes to everyone no matter what they asked me <laughs> and the only thing you could say is and it's like yes i'll do that in five years But yeah, very nuanced process there. But at the end of the day, you guys have really pushed the boundaries here creatively from an imagination perspective. Would love to dive into some of the details and learn a little bit more about this drop and what you guys are doing. And by the way, one quick aside is with the latest series, my only critique is where it ended. I wanted to be able to listen to the next episode or check it out desperately. And I don't know how long I have to wait, but it's going to be too long. Yeah. Yeah. Binge viewing is both the best and worst thing that has happened to Mm -hmm. our generations. I think you just want that instant (laughs) fix for sure. Maybe I'll just comment a little bit on the Warner Brothers side or HBO side. We wanted to stay very true to the series on this. And so what you're not going to see in this is new stories that weren't told on screen. But what you are going to see is some different ways to experience those stories. And I think Watching this over the summer, kind of rewatching the original series, I think there is 73 episodes or something like that. And so many of them just stick out in your head. And many of them people haven't watched in six, seven years. And you go back mm-hmm. and watch them and they're like, oh, wow, I remember this was a really great show. <laughs> there mm-hmm. is a really great show. And so bringing that back to life, I think, is going to be really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also hear there's is there a ga- is there a collab with the Josh Dow Game of Josh's thing that's going on as well. <laughs> there can be only one Josh Dow, no, oh, not okay. just one Josh. Just Josh Dow. It gets Game of Josh Dows, and it's yeah. like one Josh Dow against the other Josh Dow. Yeah, like a, there's a Highlander reference in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah I was gonna say well, that would be a fun NFT collection, Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys. I mean, massively successful series here with Game of Thrones. And so many diehard fans, every intricate detail of Westeros. What can the Game of Thrones enthusiasts look forward to in this experience? Can you walk us through a little bit more of the details there? Yeah. Shannon, you want to walk through? I'll take that one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've stuck so close to the canon. I think everybody's going to be so excited. I mean, just to take a kind of bird's eye view of it, this will be a multi-year program. So I think the first step that we're kind of taking away from traditional NFT programs, that's kind of one and done. And then you build the community from there, right? Like that's not the approach we're taking. We're going to be having releases like every other month, starting with what we're calling like a hero box that includes multiple NFTs on different blockchains. So that's another sort of nerdy thing that we're doing, which I don't know if anyone has done before. So the box will include not just an avatar, but trading cards as well and different kinds of cards. And some of those are resource cards that you can use to upgrade your avatar. Some of those will be story cards, which are directly from the show. And then those cards in and of themselves will have their own moments later in the year where even if you're just like a casual fan and you're like, well, I think I'd rather just like collect cards from the show and from 
pictures from the show or photos from the show, you can do that and you don't have to get into the avatar itself. So that's kind of the very bird's eye view. And over those two years, there will be themes. So the first one that we've announced that we'll be launching is the North. So you can obviously imagine, you know, for right off the bat, that it's Starks, right? So that's sort of the first one that we're getting into. But you can also think about who else is in the North? There's the wall. What's over the wall? Like there's a lot of things that you can get excited for there. But everything that we've done for the avatars themselves is so insanely detailed. I mean, even down to like the clothing and hairstyles and chains and what color people wear and things that you wouldn't see on one group that is only going to be on another one. And so we stuck very close to the storyline. And I think fans will be really excited because they'll get to nerd out with everything on that. And I think the other amazing thing that we're doing is we're allowing you to also upgrade and change your avatar, which I'm not sure how many. I know that a few projects do that with serums or with other things, but in this sense, we're allowing people to really customize their avatar by earning rewards and by collecting these cards. So we'll be able to upgrade weapons and outfits and backgrounds and companions. So imagine direwolves as an example, just really fun things that will get people completely immersed in the show if they're not already. Yeah. And so there's like so many different elements, right? So folks can, yeah. can go in and build and do some mm -hmm. really exciting things there. First question, actually, with Nifty's, like what blockchain is it built on? Like what's the framework here that enables so much goodness and customization and fun? So we originally built with Palm. That was our launch partner and they're wonderful. And we've done several projects with them. Josh as well of DC is on Palm. And now once the merge happened in September, was that? I, I can't remember time anymore. We integrated Ethereum. So we're able to do multi-chain projects. We're going to be adding on as well. So all your sort of more typical layer twos will be in there. And what it does, it allows us to have these much bigger multi-chain projects in the sense of like, so we have a premium NFT that can be an avatar, that can be something else. And those are traditionally on Ethereum. And then we have engagement NFTs or activity NFTs on a layer two, in this case, Pomp. So that allows us to really gamify the experience for the fans and do activities every day, even without needing to pay like a $10 gas fee every day. So we do those engagement NFTs on the layer two. So it's pretty fun. So yeah, it opens your hand to like so many cool things when you don't have to so worry many. about the gas yeah. element that we had to totally. deal with for so long, right? So yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Shannon, you and I have had some conversations in the past about the importance of diversity and inclusivity mm -hmm. in the space. And I know it's something that you're really passionate about. And I just was curious how you have folded these principles into like this project, which has such a cultural component and what that's looked like in terms of sort of some of the decisions you've made along the way. Absolutely. I mean, it's hard. Game of Thrones is, hard, is, is its own world, right? And we want to stay true to that. But we also want to make sure that there's something for everybody. So that can mean a multiple things. I think it makes sure that there's female avatars in there or other representations of people that you can say, oh, that one reminds me of myself. That's obviously one that we can do easily and we have. The other thing I think in working with brands that already have such a huge fan base, it's making sure that that's accessible to them. 
so that it's not this complicated thing that they need to figure out or that it's too expensive or things like that. So that's why we've added multiple ways that people can engage in this program. Like I mentioned before, those, if you're a fan, you don't necessarily want to get into the avatar aspect of it. You can buy a pack of your favorite moments from the show, and that'll be very affordable and accessible for everybody. And then just on basic things like allowing for credit card purchases and things like that, which have become so common nowadays. Yes, but there's a reason for that, right? Because we want more mass adoption and more accessibility. And a lot of people don't have a MetaMask or don't know how to connect to their MetaMask or don't know how to transfer any crypto they have to another type of crypto. So doing things that make it more accessible for the average fan and making it fun, I would say, is the main priority here. Yeah, you make a great point about how Mm -hmm inclusion can be accessed through accessibility, right? Mm-hmm. Just just making sure yeah. that people are aware of something, can get mm-hmm. involved. And then just by the nature of them getting involved, their community or their sort of mm-hmm. avatar, to use avatar in another, in another term, mm-hmm. the kind of client avatar, user avatar can start to make a home in that space. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. So what is your roadmap look like going forward with this stuff? And we talked about a little bit and we talked about how there's multiple years involved. Mm-hmm. Are there any mm-hmm. partnerships, artist collaborations, or other features we might be interested to find out about? Or is that you know still under wraps? 100%. Still under yeah. wraps, but, <laughs> but 100%. I mean, that I think is what I'm so excited about for this program too. Because like I said, so many programs are sort of one and done. You release your 10,000 or your whatever the main focus is, and then that's it. And for us, because we have multi-year, we have all these opportunities to expand, to experiment, to change things or to bring in partners or other collaborators. So other than the roadmap that we've already revealed, which is the multi-year hitting all of the regions of Game of Thrones and that sort of basics of it, we're still working all the rest of that out and we're really excited about it. Yeah. And I think our goal for this, and Shannon touched on this a little bit with inclusivity, is with all of our projects is how do we bring more people into the space? Mm-hmm. I think. We've learned a lot about the projects we've launched and we want to super serve the people that are already in the NFT community. And so all the expected points will be there, but then how do we make it as easy as possible to bring other people in so that they can also be part of this longer roadmap? I think the other thing I'll say is what I'm most excited about, honestly, in this program and for both NFT natives and for new people coming in is I think we've all bought avatars or pfps and you're like oh if only i got one with laser eyes or whatever it is and this is an avatar program where if you don't get the one you want you can actually get trading cards to upgrade to the one Mm -hmm. that you want it to be and Mm -hmm. i've not seen that before but i think it's going to be really exciting Mm -hmm. yeah it's a great step forward and it's fun right it's at the foundational level like everything we're talking about it's got to be rooted in like fun and passion and interest right and so Mm -hmm. all those features make it that much more yeah. appealing to any individual, right? And as you look around, I mean, obviously there's so many different components to this. What are you seeing in the space that has inspired you, inspired the project, inspired other ideas? Like what's getting you jazzed right now? Oh man. Oh, and by the way, just as a callback, laser eyes was not alpha. There's no laser eyes. So <laughs> <laughs> that was just, a, just a generic example. Yeah. I mean, from our side, like it's always fun to see more mainstream players take bigger steps in whether it's, of course, watching what Nike's doing and working with those guys and just seeing other things that are happening that are bringing the masses in is exciting. But then also like just really digging into the discords of some of these projects that we're personally parts of and just understanding what's working, what's not. Mm -hmm. Shannon, how about you? 
I would say the same. I mean, aside from a few specific projects, I also just like to see the evolution and yeah, more mainstream. I'm excited for the next phase of NFTs and where this is going, because I definitely believe with the bear market, we're in that right now. It's going to be an evolving industry. But we always end up beating the White Walkers at the end of the day. That's (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I get really excited for newcomers in the space, too, and people who are really taking that kind of decentralization, like just to the next level, whether it's to be to open a venue or to have some kind of new form of DAO or something that's like a real world application, I think is really exciting. So I'm just excited to see what people come up with next and what we come up with next. Lots of building happening. And with every kind of crypto cycle, the percentage of people that continue to build that are really in for the long haul is so much higher at each iteration, yeah. at each step. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's cool. It's inspiring, certainly for us to see that and be part of that. So. Hey there, NFT space cadet. Let's zoom in on the globe from outer space today to Abbott Kinney Boulevard in Venice Beach, LA. Let me show you a cosmic tech beacon that shines out among the bustle of fashion, art, and food there. It's a thriving software dev, data science, and design studio known as AE Studio, where scores of the sharpest minds have come together to help founders and execs create software and machine learning solutions that are not only profitable and increase our agency as humans, but that give us that warm, fuzzy feeling that elegant tech so wonderfully does. AE's breadth of talent allows them to build anything from instillvideo.com It's a health, fitness, and wellness app that makes your chakras tingle to award-winning brain-computer interface solutions that could quite literally bend our minds. Oh, and keep an eye out for Token Runners, their NFT white-label marketplaces, as well as our highly anticipated NFT drop, Boomer NFT. Now, for all you DGENs who strive to shed the cummerbund and pearls comes a jaw-dropping, awe-inspiring partnership not seen since the heyday of Shaq and Kobe, It's called Edge of AE Studio, and you can find out all about it at edgeofae.com. That's right, this full-service, soup-to-nuts, end-to-end, whole-enchilada NFT service can help you, yes, you, Randy, launch your NFT project. Edge of NFT and AE Studio have come together like Voltron to get your project in gear so you can hightail it straight to the moon, stardom, and maybe even your own private yacht. Go to edgeofae.com to find out more. That's edgeofae.com. Actual results may vary depending on moon landing location, domain of stardom, scale and model of yacht, as well as weather scale model of yacht or actual yacht. Well, cool. I think that's a wrap on segment one. And I think we're going to move into our segment two, which is called Edge Quick Hitters. A little fun segment, a little way for us to get to know you guys a little bit better. And I'm going to hand it off to Ethan and Josh to lead that as I will have to break out here, but I really appreciate the opportunity to chat with you guys and learn so much about the project you're working on and really get excited about what's to come. Great. Cool. Thanks, Thanks Jeff. Thanks, we'll catch you on the flip side. All right. Let's talk about edge quick hitters. So these are a fun and quick way to get to know you a little bit better. 10 questions. We're looking for just a short or few word response, but we can feel free to expand if you get the urge. Are you ready? Think so. Ready. Good. We need consent. <laughs> Josh has been listening to this show for a long time. He's, I'm he's sure he's, he's been thinking about Planned out his answers. <laughs> All right. All right. So we'll kick it over to Josh first to answer the first question first. What is the first thing you 
remember ever purchasing in your life? Super Mario Brothers 3 on Nintendo. I shoveled driveways for a good three months for that thing. Nice. Like, yeah. So for Super Mario Brothers 1 and 2, those were just gifts that you got. You had to actually buy I didn't the even third get, one. I didn't even get number two. We jumped right into number three. So I just remember it had the raccoon tail. That's all I remember. So. Mm, oh, Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. It is always useful to kind of remember, like, what did you do to make that happen? Right. And make the, when you're a kid, there's more of these direct correlations, right? I delivered newspapers Mm -hmm. so that I could do this, like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, all right. How about you, Shannon? What is the first thing you remember ever purchasing in your life? First thing I remember purchasing on my own was I think Mariah Carey's debut album, uh, self-titled Mariah Carey. Very nice. (laughs) Yeah, same thing. I remember doing a bunch of chores and being so excited. I was like, yeah, all right, I can buy my own CD for the first. Are you still a loyal Mariah Carey fan? Oh, 100%. Yes. Nice. Mm-hmm. Definitely reminds me of my early Paula Abdul album purchases <laughs> as well. Oh, man. Check there. Opposites attract. Yes, totally. <laughs> all right. Question number two. I'll kick it back to you, Shannon. Oh, what is the first thing you remember selling in your life? Oh, gosh. I don't remember that. Maybe it was something on eBay, figuring that out for the first time, how to use that and selling old an old band shirt. I think that was the first one. Or it was old Warriors gear that I had. All right. I think that was that. Sounds good. Yeah. The old, mm-hmm. it's funny to see eBay nowadays. It's so different. Like it used to be this so sort different. of exciting kind of yeah. global garage sale. Now mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, it's kind of just like a different Amazon, really. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. All right, Josh, same question. What's the first thing you ever remember selling in your life? Super Mario Brothers 3. Nice. <laughs> sold, sold it three months later. Yeah. Nice. Man, flipped it you for a new game? Right. First flip. Uh, yeah, it was for a new game. I don't remember what the second game was, though, but it, mm. I definitely flipped it. Yeah. Man, <laughs> the hot commodity. Clearly, they could have taken a lesson out of your book in terms of creating an experience that lasts longer that wouldn't get you bored so quickly. Mm. And I was hoping you would use the funds from that to start your own driveway shoveling business, (laughs) playing others and scaling up to buy multiple millions of video game cartridges. (laughs) Okay, Josh, from one Josh to another, what is the most recent thing you purchased? Oh, I mean, probably lunch, I guess. Sushi from Whole Foods, if you're interested. Yum. So there you all go. Right, all right. Yeah. It to be it's, a... it's, it's pretty good sushi. <laughs> I like yeah. Air One sushi a little better myself, but uh-huh. it's not bad. Uh-huh. Shannon, what about you? <laughs> Definitely a Christmas present I just bought online. I don't know when this is airing, so I'm not going to give it up just in case he's listening right now <laughs> before Christmas. Can you say uh, what website you bought it from? Nike.com. All right. It's <laughs> probably, it's probably Sounds like a little cool bit then. too much of a clue. <laughs> No, I have to get on top of my holiday shopping. That's a friendly reminder. Yeah. So back to you, Shannon. What's the most recent thing you sold? Uh, again, clothing. I, you guys, I just, it's a cycle. It's an endless cycle of buying clothes and selling them. But I did just sell a bunch of clothes at Wasteland. So it's, I'm all about that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's probably more responsible than an endless cycle of expanding your closet. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Josh, what about you? I think we sold some toys on like Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> I think oh, that's, that's a good did. one. Yeah, you know, yeah, Facebook guess. Marketplace. Yeah, yeah, that's it's local that, commerce at its best. It's like the, right cra- the new Craigslist. It's, it, uh, it, that, yeah, I tell you, like things fly there. I've sold a lot of things on Facebook Marketplace, yeah. and they go quickly. 
So, yeah, toy, toys very appropriate for the holiday season, right? You got to make yeah. way for the new toys, right? That's right. what I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. All right, next question. Question number five. Let's hit you, Josh, again. What is your most prized possession? You won't know where I'm going with this. I have a signed vinyl <laughs> of the Smothers Brothers first concert Ooh, at yeah. the Purple Onion yeah. and yes. that I got yeah. when I was about 17 years old because I uh, waited outside uh, their performance until they would sign it for me. I think I was the youngest fan there, and that was 30 years ago. Sure. So. <laughs> now, that's certainly a surprise that you have that. And I was a fan of the Smothers, but I had the yo- yeah. they were all about yo yo's. Oh, yeah, yo yo, man. That's right. Um, oh, my God. But why is that your most prized possession? <laughs> like, know, is that all, sounds very it's more niche. more the experience, yeah. like okay. trying to get it, meeting them. It was the whole thing. So, okay. You know, that's cool. Some of the biggest Smothers Brothers' biggest fan. That's All right, right. Sh- Shannon, what about you? What's your most prized possession? I think it's a custom vase that I got for my birthday last year, which has all of my pets' faces on it. It's pretty cute and oh. it's very thoughtful and it's, yeah, meaningful. So, okay. So now you walked away just a minute before we started the show. Did you hear my recommendation? Did, did we communicate that to you? Yeah, you did. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, that's perfect. I'm glad it was a good. Right. So, Van Woof is this service mm-hmm. which will make a portrait out of your dog's face and put it on. Right. Like us, <laughs> Game of Thrones character's body or something. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All right, back to you, Shannon. If you could buy anything in the world, digital physical service experience that's currently for sale, what would it be? Oh my God, I didn't prepare for this question. I don't mm-hmm. know. I want Josh to go first so I can I didn't, one I didn't him. Pre- I didn't prepare for it. So I'll, <laughs> give, you, I'll give you a lowball answer. Some type of vacation, probably. I was uh, going to say travel. Yeah, some type of travel. It's been too long. Yeah, cool. yeah. say that. I All think right, it. But, but where are we going? Like where are we Antarctica going? Antarctica or something crazy. Uh, like okay, fine. Maybe. Ultimate, you know? I, yeah, I think we're going to Australia. I think that's on the list. You know, at some point. Cool. So, but mm-hmm. that's a, I still a long haven't been flight. there. Yeah, I mean, you may as well go to New Zealand while you're over there, right? That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe there's like a Smothers Brothers themed cruise or something. I I'd be the probably. I'm not, you know what? I won't even go there. Probably not a lot of people on that cruise, I guess. Yeah. But I would be there for sure. You'd be there. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, they do get harder before they get easier. So, yeah. Josh, if you could pass on one of your personality traits to the next generation, what would it be? Oh, boy. Well, I'm seeing it in my everyday life with my kids. Probably sense of humor. I would like to say I have one. So, hopefully, that's come through. But yeah, my kids are picking that up a little bit drier than I'd like, but. It is. <laughs> there you go. This it podcast is actually an intervention about your <laughs> yeah, yeah. self <laughs> sense of sense of humor. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have them go to an it was curated by the Smothers Brothers. So what are yes, you going to say? Indeed. They're going to listen to this and we're like, I don't know if this was funny, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. yeah. oh, they definitely think it's embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Shannon, what about you? I don't know if it's necessarily a personality trait, but just in general, I think the personability and pass on to the next generation, especially as kids are so much on their devices and really not interacting with one another and AI and all those things popping up. But I think just that, yeah, personability. Is that a word? Yeah, yeah, that's a word. (laughs) Like just a, a drive towards like, real authentic human connection, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The ability yeah. to be yeah. a person. The ability to be a person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I do feel like that's going to be an important personality trait to pass on when it's a lot easier to not be a person. Yes. Um, you have AI and everything. Yeah. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. Lenza, man, taking over Apple Store. Did you guys uh, all do that, by the way? Let's yeah, yeah. I'm break. Not, yeah, yeah. No. I wasn't <laughs> impressed. With, I wasn't impressed with my AI renderings, but a lot of people had some cool ones. I was once the pay, once there was some payment, it was like a payment. Oh yeah, no, and I was like, I'm not. Um, oh yeah, it's eight bucks. No, they are yeah, they are making that. a killing. No. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Shannon, if you could eliminate one of your personality traits from the next generation, what would it be? Oh God, I feel like this is therapy session. I don't know. My anxiety, maybe? What like <laughs> were you anxious about answering yes. that question? Yes. Yeah. Shannon, I have a list for you if you want. Since it's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, you can it's save always... that for our retro after we yeah. release Game of Thrones. Just right. uh, you know, you you bring in a business partner or a significant <laughs> other, and they will be all about answering that question. Yeah. So a lot easier for them. Yeah, yeah. Shannon, what personality traits should Josh eliminate? No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell her for her. I think if my kids could procrastinate a little less than I do, that would be good. But the best work gets done in the last 24 hours. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's that's how it is. Parkinson's law. No comment. That's right. That's why Josh is not shocked when I text him at 6.30 a.m. in the morning sometimes. (laughs) That's what I love about recording a podcast episode. You can't procrastinate while you're just talking to people. Answer the question, you're done, let's move on. It's all Uh very present moment. Don't worry Mm -hmm. about it. All right, last two questions here. Question number nine, let's go to Shannon. What did you, this is the easy one, okay? Okay. Although it might Uh produce some anxiety depending, but (laughs) what did you do just before joining us on the podcast? What was I doing? I think I was eating some chocolate. That's nice. what I do now. <laughs> Get oh, rid that's of my awesome. anxiety. No. I love chocolate. <laughs> I, I hope... I'm also working. What do you guys think I was doing? It's two in the afternoon. <laughs> I love chocolate-fueled work. That yeah, that really exactly. sounds like some good yeah. work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, you, Josh, what did you do before joining us on the podcast? Well, I was in our all-team Game of Thrones planning meeting with Shannon, but I, apparently she was too busy eating chocolate. <laughs> this chocolate, so. chocolate on the brain. <laughs> uh, I love that. Uh, All that right. was earlier. That was earlier, yeah. Josh. I thought you meant like five minutes right got before it. we got on this thing. <laughs> sure, sure. Just garfing some chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely after my own heart. I have all excuses to have chocolate during the day. All right, I want Josh, some chocolate right now. I know. <laughs> I've literally, actually, I don't think I could eat any more chocolate. I think I had enough. I just had like a mocha, like latte from like oh, Starbucks. I'm like, good. I think I've got my limit. All right, <laughs> Josh, back to you. Another easy question on the flip side. Uh, what are you going to do after joining us on this podcast today? I know this sounds like a plant, but I going into another Game of Thrones meeting with our yeah. lead. So. That happens. <laughs> yeah. There's usually bookends mm-hmm. for people. Yeah. yeah. All mm-hmm. right, you, Shannon, last question. What are you going to do next after joining us on the podcast? <laughs> Honestly, the same. We still got some work to do. <laughs> going to go back to Game more of Thrones. Jo- more no. chocolate? <laughs> no? You had to uh, more Game of Thrones. <laughs> well, hey, Ethan, straight in. It looks like we have a bonus question, and I okay. know that because it's mine. Yeah, um, you ask it. Go for it, bud. <laughs> all right, guys. What's your favorite Game of Thrones character and why? I've actually never seen the show. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, That's a good answer. Uh, no, Arya, hands down. She's my favorite. Uh, yeah, she's a badass. Such a fun arc over the course of it. And almost named one of our kids Arya. No, you and, did not. Uh, it almost did. Almost did. Oh well, God. at least one of us wanted to. I don't know how deep in the planning that was. But, but yeah, 
she's great, great character. Mm. Awesome. Shannon, did you come up with something? I mean, I was going to say Arya, but since uh, Brienne of Tarth. Why? Why? Another badass. Well, I always identified with her because I'm also a very tall lady, not as tall as Brienne of Tarth. But so I was like, "Mm, yeah, I know what that's like, girl. And she's (laughs) just a badass. So, you know. Yeah, those are definitely two of my favorites. I agree with those picks. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. Well, that concludes this segment. You guys did a great job, despite any anxieties you might have had or regret saying that on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I already regret it. (laughs) Or chocolate that you ate beforehand or whatever things we found out about you. (laughs) I think a little bit of anxiety is part of being an entrepreneur because we really care a lot. And in that that passion for what we do, I have a little bit. So that's good. um, Yeah, you're my favorite, Josh. By the way, I'm just going to throw it out there. Ouch! Ouch! (laughs) (laughs) It's great to. That doesn't. That doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. You still can't be a member of Josh Dow unless you change your name officially. You also have to do the appropriate level of anxiety. Yes. Yeah. Member of Josh Dow, (laughs) or else you don't care. (laughs) You have questions about blockchain, like. How big of a block can you chain without throwing out your back? Or if you received that chain letter, how did you block it? And does blockchain taste better, barbecued or deep fried? <laughs> Luckily, you don't have to ponder these quandaries alone anymore because Blockchain Training Alliance is here to answer them and also train you in real world blockchain issues that will impact your business's bottom line and oriented future forward along the ley lines of the most important tech humanity has perfected since harnessing atomic energy. If you're into those sorts of things, Blockchain Training Alliance is a top leader in the field, counting among its clients IBM, Microsoft, Disney, Morgan Stanley, and many more, and offering a wide array of technical and non-technical courses. Whether you're a computer neophyte training for an incredible career in this new space or a coding expert honing your skills, Blockchain Training Alliance will help you steer your ship home safely, filled with treasure. <laughs> Arg. So hurry and sign up for the Blockchain Training Alliance course that best fits your needs at blockchaintrainingalliance.com. Use discount code EDGEOF for 50% off and start your next block today. All right. Well, moving on to our next segment. And officially, what we're going to roll into right now is a shout out. And we just want to give you guys a chance to kind of give some credit or love to someone in your community that you think is special and deserves a little love. So you got anybody in mind? Shannon, Josh? Yeah, I think Josh and I both wanted to give a shout out to Daz, our creative partner in Game of Thrones, who have been building all of the NFTs that you guys will see and be experiencing. And they're wonderful, lovely people and very talented and have also been working so hard on this. So I wanted to give them a shout out. Yeah, really cool people. And Mm -hmm. and they just recently did a collab with Timex too, which was super special. I had an opportunity to meet the Timex team that flew in from Connecticut and Italy to be there in Miami. And they just put a lot of passion and technique into their work. It's it's very evident. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we notice a pattern here with our shout outs. It really is a nice place to open up exposure to some topic or individual that people might not be aware mm-hmm. of. So, you know, that's DAZ for the listener who might not be aware. Look it up and mm-hmm. you'll find out some cool things that might have, or, might have been or in the radio. Check, radio. Out, check out our show we did with them about their Qubit drop a little while back if you're curious about those guys. Yeah, some crossover. All right. Well, we're about ready to wrap, but we just want to make sure you both get a chance to 
tell folks where they can learn more about you and the projects you're working on. Any links, websites to share that are particularly appropriate? What is our Twitter? (laughs) Build your realm. Build your realm at build your realm. So wasn't prepared for that one. I was going to say at Nifty's, um, Warner has an NFT account as well. I would say Josh and I collectively have maybe like 500 followers. So don't follow us. (laughs) But go follow the projects that we are working on together. So build your realm and Nifty. Yeah. I realized that a while ago. It's so much easier to just build a following for your project than to be your own yeah. you know, social media person. I don't know how Elon handles all that. <laughs> what an example to put in there. Yeah. It's like the opposite, right? It's all about Elon. I know he's probably got a bigger account than his projects. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. We have reached the outer limit at the edge of NFTs for today. So we'd like to thank everyone for exploring with us today. And we do have space for more adventures on this starship. So everyone make sure to invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey also much better. How can you do that? You can go to Spotify or iTunes right now. You can rate us and say something awesome. You can go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. You can look us up on all major social platforms by typing Edge of NFT with no spaces and start a fun conversation with us online. And lastly, be sure to tune in next time for more great NFT content. Thanks for sharing this time with us today. The views and opinions expressed on the Edge of NFT podcast reflect solely those views and opinions of the show creators and its guests. We're learning as we go, just like you. Please make sure to do your own research. Our podcast is not financial advice. There are multiple strategies and not all strategies fit all people. You understand that you are using any and all information available on or through this podcast at your own risk. 